like a little remix there of one of our commercials with me adding hello. It happens. It is Mike Wimacher with you here on WMAY on this Friday, January 12th. And I, I had mentioned that the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast, shameless plug, has a, a bigger budget than you would think. In fact, we have a couple of different satellite studios, including one in California. And we are joined now by Johnny Molson at that satellite studio. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Yeah, it's big... Uh big week here in Hollywood, so I thought I'd come out to the Mike and Molson Hollywood Studios. Yeah, we, well, I mean, we missed the Golden Globes, but we're out there for the announcement of the, of the SAG Awards, uh, so I, we appreciate you being our on-the-spot reporter. Have you, have you talked to any of the celebrities at all uh, with our Hollywood Studios? Oh, I was supposed to talk to somebody. Oh, oh I'm sorry. See, yeah, I'm that's, sorry. that's why we sent you out there. Are you just out there for fun? I didn't. I didn't realize it. No, no. I mean, I, I will. I will. Uh, I will certainly. Uh, you know, uh, this is my scoop. So I'll get out here and get on the beat, <laughs> as they say. I want you to wear your news hat too. Yeah. I want. I want <laughs> you to put the news hat on and be that guy on the next red carpet event uh, out there in California. Uh, talking about celebrities, uh, <laughs> I don't. I, you're not in Malibu, but had you been, uh, apparently, Gary Busey. Uh, last Thursday, did you did you read this story? Gary Busey yeah. was was out for a walk in Malibu, and this is a if there's any celebrity, maybe two one seven six two nine seven nine seven the phone number. What celebrity could you see doing this? This is quintessential Busey, because he is caught on camera while walking around Malibu. Apparently, there's no businesses in Malibu that have public restrooms. Oh no! So so one Gary Busey is just there. With uh, the little Busey out, pulling his sweatpants down, and uh, watering some of the bushes along the road in Malibu. And he is staring right at the camera, by the way, which makes it even weird. <laughs> like, like, is that the most quintessential Gary Busey story you've ever heard? Yeah, that's a that's a total Busey move, uh, and and I think you know I don't even think it was like a he was staring down the camera. He was just he was like, yeah, go ahead, take a picture. This is this is what you this is you came here you came here to Hollywood to see this. This is what you're gonna see. Can you all right? You just can you imagine just being the individual like you're starstruck, right? I mean, it's a celebrity. Not everybody yeah. encounters one, but then don't you have to take a double take and be like, oh my god, I saw get. Wait a second, did I did I see Gary Busey doing what I thought I thought saw Gary Busey doing? So what do you do now? I mean, can you you should be able to call the authorities, I think, right? Well, there's evidence, right? I, yeah. But I, I don't know if they had taken my question is, did they take the camera out because they were just trying to get a picture of Gary Busey or did they take the camera out because Gary Busey was taking a leak in public on a bush? Oh, wouldn't that be unfortunate? Yeah, it's it's, pro it's like your favorite star. Right. Oh, this is so cool. I just found Gary Busey. I'm going to try to snap a picture here. Maybe I can even get a selfie. Hey, Gary, do you mind if I get a selfie? Oh, you're, you're peeing on my shoe. Gary. <laughs> and th and th there, therein is my question of an unfortunate situation of you're just going out to California to hope to run into celebrity, and you're like, oh, my God, there's Gary Busey, and you snap the picture, and is it not till afterwards when you look back at the picture and go, oh, my God, that's Gary Busey peeing? <laughs> like, that that's the thing that's going through my mind of, right. I understand taking the phone out for a celebrity, but was it during the picture that sure. you realized, and you're like, I'm going to send this to TMZ, or was it after the fact you realized Busey was peeing? Yeah, it's like on Seinfeld when Elaine's nipple was out and she <laughs> right. sent the Christmas card around. You're just you're just not quite sure. 
So it, 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 it's quintessential Busey at his best. Uh, I do want to. I do want to let you know, Johnny. Uh, you did miss a weird phenomena last night here in Central Illinois of a thunderstorm rolling through in January. Really? Yes. It was about ten o'clock last night when there was a giant flash of light and a one of the biggest rumbles of thunder I had heard in a very long time, and I was like, "Wait a second. Is, is this actually what's happening? We're getting a January thunderstorm here in Central Illinois." Wow. And and we were. And uh, someone someone on Facebook brought up the good point of people who went to bed early probably thought an earthquake was happening. So, did it has it snowed out there? No. No, that's just okay, the no thing. Snow. Yeah, we haven't got any. So we've been very fortunate. It's been more of a rain event for us yeah. than snow. Now, people northwest of us have gotten hit pretty bad. But I, I, so many people on social media from around these parts were like, I've never experienced this before. This was because it wasn't thunder snow. We've all had that once sure. or twice. But this was just like a thunderstorm that would have been a real deal thunderstorm. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah, that happened. It would have happened in April, but instead it happened on January. <laughs> January 11th. That's it, intense. Yeah, it was it was pretty intense. So for those of you who were sleeping and felt the rumble, no, no earthquake. It was just a thunderstorm. Oh, it just gets worse and worse. Welcome back to hour number two of the program here on WMAY. Mike Wimacher joined by Johnny Molson from our Hollywood studios. I'm sorry, dropped my microphone. Hello. That's okay. That's all right. You know, you got to learn okay. the ropes of that satellite studio. I, I get, I get it. It's not as easy as being in here in the palatial okay. estate that is Riverton. Two one seven sixty nine seven nine seventy is the phone number. All right. So here's the situation uh, here at hand, and you will weigh in on whether this individual is a jerk or not. This comes to us from Reddit, and it involves a couple. And this woman not enjoying the way the boyfriend proposed to her. All right? Okay. Here, here are the full details. And it's a bit of a lengthy one. So we begin. She is 25. Her boyfriend's 26. They've been together for just under three years and are expecting their first child in March. Uh, they've been open talking about marriage, so the engagement itself was never going to be a surprise, but the proposal was. Now, here's where things start to go a little wonky where she adds, he is clueless when it comes to rings and my taste in jewelry, so we decided to take a collaborative approach and we designed my ring together. So she's already kind of thrown on the bus, be like, this guy's an idiot when it comes to right. jewelry. I need to, I need to take his hand every step along the way. They said, in the process of all of that, I made it very clear what kind of proposal I wanted. I made it known explicitly to him that I wanted to get engaged, surrounded by all my closest friends and family, and that having them involved or in on the surprise was very important to me. After the ring was ordered, I was in the dark. I had no idea when it was going to be ready and no idea when he was going to propose to me, so I just waited with excited anticipation. She goes on. Two nights ago, we took our dogs on an evening walk at the beach near our house that we frequent regularly. We sat and admired the sunset as our dogs played in the ocean in front of us. That seems pretty damn picturesque, does it not? Yeah. All right. After a little while, he started going on and on about how much he loved me and how grateful he was to have found me. And that's when he pulled out the ring box and asked me to marry him. That seems pretty romantic. Now, she says she wants all of that, but this is very spur of the moment picturesque. It's a place that you always kind of are. The dogs are playing in the background, a beautiful sunset. You're on the beach. That seems like something anyone would ask for. 
But she said it was completely unexpected, and I was a bit shocked. Once I realized what was going on, I kissed him and told him how much he meant to me and how much I loved and cherished him, but that I couldn't say yes now because I really wanted my closest friends and family to share the moment with me. <laughs> he got really upset and told me that he wanted to do something more intimate and keep the moment between us and that he wasn't comfortable doing it in front of everyone. I've tried to reason with him over the past couple of days, but he's been giving me the silent treatment for the most part because she said no to his proposal. She said, uh, she said, I can't say yes now. Correct. She Be- left, left him hanging. Right, exactly. He, she goes, I get where he's coming from, but at the same time, I had to design my own ring because he doesn't pay enough attention to the small things like the jewelry I wear. So I really wanted my proposal to be something that he put a lot of thought into to make it special to me. 217-629-7970. Okay, but shouldn't it also be special to him? Yeah, I mean, I'd be interested to know what the conversation was like when she said, hey, let's let's do this. I want this to be a thing, and I want my friends around. And did he say, hey, that is that is awesome. Let's do that. Or was there some other discussion? I mean, it's a, you know, I can I can I can give her a pass on deciding how she wants to be proposed to. It's a little weird, but it's right. not it's it's not it's not completely. Um, I'm not completely wrong. Right, yeah, out of the realm of possibility. Uh, She ends by saying, I've heard of countless instances where a girl has turned down her partner's proposal because he did it publicly and she wanted something private. And everyone always seems to sympathize with her and her preferences and say that he should have paid attention to her preferences and requests. The way I see it is this is the exact same situation, but reversed, so I don't see why what I did was so wrong. Am I the jerk? 217-629-7970. The phone number. Hi, you're on WMAY. He needs to he needs to tuck and roll and run. He just <laughs> needs to get to get away. This is this is going to be a horrible. Uh, I'm going to say three year relationship marriage that he's going to be in because she's going to be so demanding and I just I I would run. I'd say sorry. Headshot, you know. <laughs> this is between me and you. I'm not marrying your family. I'm not marrying your friends. Uh, yeah. And. Uh, And and the other thing, I mean, at the the point of she had to design her own ring, okay? You know, when I got married, I I wasn't, I was mid-20s. I wasn't in tune with everything. But the one thing I always remembered, my my girlfriend, fiance, wife at the time, or wife to become my wife, she used to drop hints like she used to say marquee. She said marquee a lot, and marquee is a diamond. <laughs> so I, I knew she wanted a marquee diamond, but she left the rest up to me, you know? It's like, you know, but I, this just sounds, I don't know. I know they got a bun in the oven and everything, but my God, this. Yeah. yeah. I feel sorry for the guy in the long, on the long run, though. Yeah, so. I, I appreciate the, the phone call, and there's one for her being the jerk at 217 I here's my problem with it, right? To your point, Johnny, they had the conversation, and she seemed to have stressed this is what she wants, right? But it's not like he just did it at a Denny's. I mean, it very for, true for, yeah. for what he did was a in my mind the the picture that she paints, and we are obviously in the business of doing that with words. It was pretty damn romantic. Of it's just you and him on a beach with the dogs you love, a baby on the way, the sun is setting over the ocean. 
there are probably some listeners out there who was like, damn, I wish that was my proposal. And he, he's willing to do all, you know, he's, he's in the moment, he feels that connection to you, and you go, yeah, I love you too, but you didn't bring my family here, so that's going to be a hard no for right now. Try again. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm willing to concede the guy is probably adult. Uh, that's 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 possible. Yeah, that that's does, true. You know, he, but look, uh, yeah, you're, as like the caller said, when you're young, you don't you don't know rings. You just, right. you just it's you know you, you buy a thing, and he probably he probably wanted it to be a surprise, and so yeah, sending out invitations and getting you know that, that kind of kills the mood. Uh, man, I don't know, I don't know. Could he have? split the difference or something and, and, you know, made the proposal and said, and now let's go up the hill to the big party. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you solve this problem. Uh, it does sound like, it does sound like he can do no right by her. Yeah. Could you, but here's the thing. Let, let me ask you this. And 217-629-7970, where are you falling on this? So are you thinking she's a jerk or she have a valid point that he didn't listen? So maybe he's the jerk in yeah. the situation, but could have been a situation. Could she have said yes, but we need a second one. Could she have said yes in the moment and been like, this was fantastic. I'm glad you're happy with it, but let's pretend it never happened. We'll keep it between us because that's what you wanted, a private thing. But try again with a different situation with family around. There's no doubt that she gave him a swift kick in the jimmies, and he's probably <laughs> he's probably pretty bruised right now. I would be. I, you, you're not wrong. I, I mean, she if nothing else, she gave him a kick in the emotional Jimmy. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, of like, he was thinking that he was the most romantic guy. Um, and I understand there's parameters always set, right? Because we've seen it before, to her point, where guys think, oh, the Jumbotron is romantic. And it's right. like, <laughs> it, it, the Jumbotron is not romantic. And so parameters usually set. And that was one of the ones that my wife-to-be said of like, I don't want it public. All right, this is more a private thing. And so I was like, okay, good. Not that I was going to go to Jumbotron route, but it can, you know, break bad. But I don't know. Just the the, the picture that she painted of the, the situation, I don't think he was, I don't think he did a bad job. But uh, what do I know? Hi, you're on WMAY. I blame social media and the need to project the perfect life and happiness. I mean, this guy obviously is uncomfortable Proposing yeah. in front of the family and friends, and that's perfectly okay. Like uh, yeah. her, her desires doesn't override his desires. The want to be comfortable and have an intimate moment. There's an, absolutely no reason to have your family present when you ask your spouse to marry. Yeah, I, I I appreciate the phone call and the perspective there. I agree. She, yeah, I, I'm with you. It's it lost in all of this is there is a second party involved in a wedding. Like, everybody focuses on the bride, and, and that's the way it's been for forever, and, and that, that's fine. But there there is another person involved of all this, and if he was uncomfortable, to your point, Johnny, of if he is not great in coordinating things, right? If he's not good in, and maybe he's uncomfortable with the family because they have a baby on the way and they're unmarried right now, and maybe there's some tension between him and her parents, or maybe one of the friends doesn't really care for him a lot— then to try to put your faith into those those people to pull off a surprise, it could go awry really quickly. I genuinely hope she makes another post when he finally does propose because my, my guess is he'll do what she says and it still won't be right. 
Right. It'll be at the wrong place. Or yeah. my you didn't you didn't invite cousin Sarah. Oh my yeah. God. Sarah needs to be a part of this. No again. And try a third <laughs> time with Sarah here. Hi, you're on WMAY. She definitely needs some preparation age. She's, she's definitely. <laughs> but I think that he now gets to say, fine, okay, you win this one. When you go to have the kid, me and my drinking buddies are all going to come watch. Uh, yes. <laughs> I get to say who's going to be there because it's important for me. I love that. That's right. a, <laughs> that is a great solution and a great phone call. Yes, that is everybody come in. I'm going to hand out the cigarette cigars. We're going to drink the beers right here in the delivery room because that's how it's going to roll. That's right. My best man's going to cut the cord. <laughs> that's how That's how we're going to do this. It is uh, Mike and Molson with you here on WMAY. Hamburger. Hamburger indeed because during this segment we're going to talk some beef because a dude in Chicago's got some beef with some ladies who started a Facebook page. It's Mike Wimmacher, joined by Johnny Molson out in our Hollywood studios, our satellite studio there. 217-629-7970, the phone number. So here's the situation, Johnny. Uh, this guy, let me introduce you to, and this guy has a great name, by the way, Nico D'Ambrosio. I like this guy. I like this guy, too. Nico D'Ambrosio from Chicago, okay? Right. He's suing dozens of women here for $75 million after they, after they posted negative reviews on the Are We Dating the Same Guy Facebook page, describing him as very clingy and a ghoster. Damn. That's the, you know, I've, I've heard of this happening, that there's like these secret pages where uh, women in the community will... Who are on dating apps? Hey, throw up an alert and say this guy is a player. Keep your keep an eye out for him. So, do you do you think he has beef at two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy? Old Nico D'Ambrosio claims my reputation was damaged after my name and photo were shared in the Facebook group Chicago Edition late last year, sparking a slew of defamatory comments about me, D- Nico D'Ambrosio. <laughs> He said, the private Facebook group, which originated in New York, is, to your point, part of a wider network of pages where women regularly share information about negative dating encounters that they've had in their respective cities and ask advice about red flags. Uh, D'Ambrosio said he met the first woman who made the original post at an event in Chicago last year, and they had consensual sex that same night. Good love, for Nico. I love how Nico had to add, hey, it was all above board, all right? <laughs> Nico doesn't do that kind of stuff. Uh, I specifically asked, and she specifically said yes. To the, she uh, wanted a little D'Ambrosio in there, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, the pair went on a handful of unremarkable dates, but they never engaged in an exclusive dating relationship. Uh, D'Ambrosio alleges the woman then later took to Facebook group to spread the lies about him, including that he, quote, got very clingy very fast, flaunted his... No, Nico D'Ambrosio <laughs> wouldn't flaunt his money and kept talking about how I don't want to see his bad side, especially when he was on business. Hey, listen, lady, you don't want to hear see my bad side when I'm on the business calls, toots. Yeah, you saw the movie, I saw the movie. You never <laughs> ask about a man's business. He is now seeking $75 million in damages... Because he is a victim of defamation, doxing, and privacy invasion. Man, and uh, let's just for fun take him at his word. What the hell happened? <laughs> I mean, that's that's incredible. 
Correct. That he was he's going that scorched earth. Well, here's the thing. It must not be just the first woman. There must have been more that commented possibly on old Nico D'Ambrosio. Or there's enough women on that particular private page in Chicago where it's a little bit difficult for Nico to get a date. I mean, he's claiming he got doxxed. Yes. He's claiming uh, defamation. Uh, so, I mean, they, they, they obviously completely tore into this guy. And if, if what he says happened, uh, good grief. Because the, the, the thing is, he's saying that uh, the fact that he's a ghoster and that he gets very clingy very fast is untrue. And so yeah. I, I understand 217-629-7970 is the phone number. Does he have legit beef? I don't know. He has legit beef in the fact that, hey, I want my side of the story to be heard as well. But yeah. I don't think he has $75 million in damages beef. I'd love to know how he calculated that thing. Uh, look, I don't begrudge women for having a place where they can uh, share notes. Um, yes. I mean, that's the other part of this that's equation. That, that, that's the other part of this equation that does he not think that with, I mean, yes, this is a vessel to let more people know more quickly, but does he not think that women don't talk about bad dating experiences? Like that, that, that was never going to get out if he is what she says he is. I like the picture that's forming in my head, though, that in in public, hey, I'm Nico, and I got a lot of money, and I, you know, don't ask me about my business, and this is what we're going to do, and we're going to go back to my place and want to have some sex. But then when it's just one-on-one, it's like, oh, baby, don't leave me, man. I just, I, I want you, baby. I, I can't even, I can't sleep without you next to my, my arms. I like that, too, of, yeah. to your point, very braggadocio yeah. in public, but he's also the guy... Hey, why haven't you said? Why haven't you answered my text? I'm worried about you. Oh, what 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 I do wrong, baby? Please, resp- just respond. Yeah. All I'm asking is for a hello. I'm not asking for you to say hello. like he just fills up her. It's like every five minutes she's at a meeting. It's like ding ding. Who is it? It's Nico again. Yeah. I know he said to never bother him during his business, but good lord, don't bother me during my business meetings. Hey, that was a sight. I mean, no one was supposed to see. All right, that. <laughs> That that's what the that's what the defamation is. Nico's got it. I got the, some. Uh, I got a reputation to uphold here. You can't be spreading that around in the private Facebook message. So yeah, I I, I get where he's coming from. It's so, unfortunate, but seventy five million bucks. Come on now. And who is so is he is he filing is he filing a class action lawsuit? Does he want money from all of these women yes. on his Facebook group? Yes. Yes, he's okay. su- he's suing dozens of women. So <laughs> ev- so a- any woman who commented on the post about Nico D'Ambrosio, he he is suing all of them for right. seventy five million dollars. And I'm taking down Zuckerberg for even making it possible for this to happen. I tell you what, Meta, I got your Meta right here. You're not gonna be out of business messing with Nico D'Ambrosio. <laughs> I tell you what, you crossed the wrong guy. Uh, but I love also the fact that he gets very clingy very fast and then ghosts you. I'll teach you a lesson. Yeah, exactly. You want a little Nico, you get no Nico. You, you either get Nico when Nico wants you, or you get no Nico at all. You get Nico on ten, or you get Nico on zero. There ain't no in between, baby. That's the way this works. Nico shows up on Nico's terms. By the way, please don't share this uh, with Nico because then we will be sued by him as well for defamation.
<laughs> Your Honor, I am including in this here defamation <laughs> lawsuit Michael and Molson from WMAZY. Down in the Springfields, Illinois. They do, they do, those people down there, down south in Illinois, they talk all crazy about separating from Chicago. We're going to teach them a lesson. I don't know who these guys are. I never heard of them. I don't know them from Adam, but they are in the lawsuit now, too. <laughs> them and Kathy from Berwyn are also in the, law <laughs> is also in the lawsuit. It is. Oh, this guy has some issues, that's for sure. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just go on there and point and click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. It certainly is. The internet is filled with many of things, including now, apparently, a new cottage industry of dead comics having AI used to put together a new stand-up special for them. It is Mike Wimacher with Johnny Molson in our Hollywood studios. I didn't realize that there is um, a YouTube channel um, that basically specializes, it comes from Dudesy, it specializes using artificial intelligence to then put together a comedy special for a comic that has since passed away. And the most recent one they've done that for is George Carlin. They call the special, I'm Glad I'm Dead. Wow. Are, are you, are, how do you feel about that? 217-629-7970 of, do you feel this is necessary? Because I feel like George Carlin left a pretty damn good body of work that stands alone. And he was so kind of, he was a man ahead of his time. So I think his stuff can be kind of evergreen. I don't know if you, out of all the comics I would choose to kind of do the AI one, I don't know if he'd be the first one I'd choose because I feel like he's already kind of said what he needed to say. You know, it's it's interesting on a couple of levels. Uh, of course, the the whole AI kerfuffle was a big deal here in Hollywood with the actor strike yeah. this summer, uh, this past summer. And you know, and you got to wonder at what point does because right now it's a novelty. You go, oh, this this is, I I just kind of want to see what they did to, to you know to make an AI George Carlin. But the second time they do it, the fourth time they do it, is it going to be as you know, are you going to want to tune in to see what the AI thinks George Carlin was going to say the you know, the fourth or fifth time? Mm. Probably not. Uh, right. You know, when they first started uh, talking about deep fakes and, um, uh, you know, there was a couple clips that they created of, uh, was, was it Joe Rogan talking to Elon Musk? Oh, that's they, right. Yeah. They made yeah. a clip of that. Um, and it was... You know, on one hand, it was like, gosh, that's scary. On the other hand, it was kind of clunky and robotic and a little weird, so you could tell something wasn't right about it. Uh, it's only going to get better. But again, how how much do you want to see that? That That's the question, 217-629-7970. I guess the other thing is, too, is what is the AI response like? Like, did, is there AI bombs of jokes of, like, where they thought it was going to be a good one and then no one laughs? Or is it just, like, canned laughter in the background of everything? Hi, you're on WMAY. Or would have been. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. Um, so, like I so said... will there be AI hecklers in the audience, too? Oh, I, I, hope. I hope so, too. Hi, you're on WMAY. Oh, good morning. Thanks for making us laugh and have a good time. I wanted to comment on the uh, AI George Carlin. Yes, go right ahead. Yes. Well, I heard uh, his daughter's comments within the last 24 hours, George Carlin's daughter. Yes, she's and not they're, happy. They're not very happy. They were never consulted. You'd think there'd be some kind of 
way that, you know, this this issue, they could be sued for doing this. The family's not happy. And she said that what she encourages is for everyone to check out all the wonderful specials that are out there that he did during his lifetime. So anyway, that's just what I wanted to say about it. I appreciate that. that. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that. I appreciate the phone call. And that was, to your point, Johnny, you mentioned, you know, the whole actor strike. That was part of the, the deal there, too, of like, you don't don't take me and my performance and and use it in an AI way because it it's me. So don't don't kind of like hijack my persona. Yeah, we're we're definitely in some uncharted legal territory here, and I think that's what's so interesting about Carlin's daughters chiming in here. Of uh, okay, so who does who? Do, I mean, yes, he owns his his words, his shows, his performances. But if you are, uh, and and in and in a lot of situations, celebrities you know own their likeness. You can't you can't do an imitation of John Wayne in a commercial, or the John Wayne estate comes and says you can't do that. Uh, so there there are some there are some uh, periphery laws that have already been established. But this this really is, in a lot of ways, uncharted territory. Yeah, here I, I just kind of, and I appreciate that phone call there. This is what uh, Kelly Carlin, the daughter of George Carlin, which, by the way, may I also add, if you've not watched the uh, HBO, or it was HBO Max, but now just Max documentary, the two-part documentary that she helped put together uh, about her dad, I highly recommend you check it out. She said, um, here's what she had to say on Twitter. She said, my dad spent a lifetime perfecting his craft from his very human life, brain, and imagination. No machine will ever replace his genius. These AI-generated products are clever attempts at trying to recreate a mind that will never exist again. Let's let the artist's work speak for itself. Humans are so afraid of the void that we can't let what has fallen into it stay there. Here's an idea. How about we give some actual living human comedians a listen to? But if you want to listen to the genuine George Carlin, he has 14 specials that you can find anywhere. So that is the official comment from George Carlin's daughter uh, pertaining to this AI George Carlin, thank God I'm dead special that Dudesy put out that dropped earlier this week on YouTube. That's such a uh, well-written statement and uh, really poignant, too. And I think it really does speak to something because people do, and there's legitimate reasons to be concerned about AI, particularly in the entertainment industry. And the thing about AI is it can... It can only really work off of what already exists, so it can kind of look backwards and, um, and and take what exists, and then and then form something new out of that. It can't really look forward and and say, okay, what does a George Carlin in 2024 actually sound like? Um, and it's missing. It's and there's and there's some heart there's some soul there's some spiritual stuff in there that just doesn't exist inside the computer and it hasn't and they haven't gotten there yet and yeah. i don't think they will I, I i'm with you here here's a, an example real quick they took some uh, they took a snippet of one of the jokes they said um in this one there's one line of work and most threatened by ai and one job is most likely to be completely erased because of artificial intelligence stand-up comedy ai generated carlin said quote i know what all stand-up comics across the globe are saying right now I'm an artist and my art form is too creative, too nuanced, too subtle to be replicated by a machine. No computer program can tell a fart joke as good as me. That That's was, not a Carlin joke. Right. That is not a Carlin joke. Carlin, Carlin wouldn't have that throwaway line like that. Uh, no. Apparently at 1.2, the AI Carlin threw shade at billionaires such as Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, and Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. That's like... 
Carlin if Dane Cook wrote for him. <laughs> Correct. You're, you are dead on. So if like if you're going to do it, make sure the technology is enough to where it it lives up to the standards set by the person you're AIing. Because that, yeah. that if that's the best example that they grab from the hour long special to to kind of prop up, then uh, no thank you to it. Uh, by the way, uh, as a kind of disclaimer. Dudes, he said at the beginning of the special, and they're the people that dropped it on YouTube. You can find it if you'd like. They said, I listened to all of George Carlin's material and did my best to imitate his voice, cadence, and attitude, as well as the subject matter. I think uh, he would have interested him today. So think of it like Andy Kaufman impersonating Elvis or Will Ferrell impersonating George W. Bush. It's, it's nothing like any of those things that they said. No, it's not. So, so dudesy, can kind of go the way of Nico D'Ambrosio. We, we, just, we need, we need, we need to maybe start a, a Facebook page. And be like, eh. that's another one, Your Honor. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson with you on this Friday morning, January the twelfth. Do appreciate you spending some of your morning with us. And uh, yesterday, the news dropped, Johnny, and we talked about it a little bit. Of the discontinuation of Fruit Stripe Gum. And I did not realize that their mascot's name was Yikes the Zebra from back in the day. Yipes with a P. Yeah, oh, that's yipes. right. Yipes the Zebra uh, will no longer be on the shelves. And it's from the Ferrera Company who make a, a wide variety of candies. And I believe they are a Chicago-based company, if I'm not mistaken. I, 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 that was my understanding too. Uh, at least I, they, they certainly were at one time. Uh, yeah, that, that, that seems right. Um, so the, and they have a, 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 quite the library and this is why I'm a little concerned about the fruit stripes thing. Cause they, they not only took, took down fruit stripes, but they took super bubble down with it. Oh no. Yeah. Not, a, not super bubble. I can't remember the last time I ever chewed some super bubble. <laughs> um, and, and so when you look at the uh, the lineup of things they have, uh, the one that concerns me is they are also the parent company of Lemonheads. And I I will walk five miles for a box of Lemonheads. Yeah, that, that's when we riot. If they take away Lemonheads, that's, that's when we riot. Also on their, their roster of candies, which threw me for a loop, you, you went down the, the, the roster there uh, while we were at break, and Gobstoppers was on the roster. Gobstoppers? And I, yeah, and, and, I, and I thought Gobstoppers was made by Willy Wonka, not Ferrera. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I know your parents are dead, but so I don't want to be the one responsible for having to tell you this. Um, but, uh, they're, they're really don't you simple. do it. Don't you do that to this orphan. Don't you take away my Willy Wonka. <laughs> how dare you, how dare you do that to this orphan? There really isn't a, uh, there really isn't a company called Willy Wonka. That, what? Uh, was just, I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. They've made two movies. One, yeah. which seems superfluous that we didn't need, but they still yeah. made it nonetheless. My oh, world. Yeah. My my. Oh, that's right. I forgot about. It. And I think everyone else would like to too. The Johnny Depp version of it. Um, but as you did more research on this, so yeah, Ferrera um, on one of their uh, on one of their pages of their websites, uh, they tout themselves as it is under under the heading corporate stats. This is the only thing that list that that exists under the heading corporate <laughs> stats. If there's just one thing, why would you put it as a heading? Is what is what is what I want to know. That's what that's what I ask. Why is it plural? I guess is the other question. <laughs> that would be like for us putting like uh, on the Mike and Molson page corporate stats. Never won Silver Dome Award. Uh, so the Ferrera corporate stats claim they are the number one player 
in non-chocolate seasonal confections. Wait, let me wait. say that again, Mike. Let me just, say, let me just, could I, could I, you qualify to, that one more time? A lot to digest there. Yes. Uh, Ferreira, the number one player in non-chocolate <laughs> seasonal confections. I think there's a I think there's a billboard in town for UIS, and it's something equally strange where it's like the the top regional local college attached to a uh, Big Ten university. Or something. I mean, there's like a really strange, narrow uh, stat that they designed. But, but boy, I, I wonder how long they had to chisel away until they got, are we the number one candy? No. Are we the number one chocolate candy? No. Or the number one non-chocolate? No, you're not the number one non-chocolate. You're the number one non-chocolate seasonal well- Confection. Are, are they even number one? Did, what's the phrase again? That is it player? Like, they're not even saying they're the champ. They're just saying they're in the game of that, right? <laughs> of all the players in non-seasonal chocolates uh, or non-chocolate seasonal confections, <laughs> we, are, we are one of those. We dip our toe in that particular pool. And let's just uh, pause for a moment. Just give, give yourself about uh, 15, 30 seconds. Let's try to think of the other players in the non-chocolate seasonal confection industry. Ready? Go. Uh, peeps. <laughs> they are number three. Oh, okay. Number three on the list is Peeps. Who would yeah. be number two if for number one? We'll have to figure that out. But 217-629-7970, the phone number. I mentioned it a little bit, but I, I would like to hear from, from others, including you, Johnny. Uh, you know, you talked about Lemonheads, and, and Ferreras kind of specializes in those candies from your youth. Like you even said, they have chuckles. Has there been a situation where you happen upon a candy that you remember fondly growing up, but as an adult, when you bought it, it wasn't what you wanted it to be. Well, I, you know, I think Fruit Stripes is one of those in there. When you're a kid, you go, this is the this is the coolest thing ever. Um, and I think you're aware of how quickly Fruit Stripes would degrade in your mouth. Uh, but I don't think you realize until you're an adult that, boy, it just, it just disappears in uh, no time. Yeah, the one thing, I, and I mentioned it yesterday when we were having kind of this discussion, was I, as a kid, loved Razzles. Brad, they were the candy that turned into gum, which should tell me something right away that they're not good at being either. If you're yeah. if you tout yourself as I'm this, but I turn into that, usually means you're terrible at both. But as a kid, I loved Razzles, and I happened upon them uh, randomly at some store, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's Razzles!" And I bought them, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's Razzles!" Like they weren't what I wanted them to be. Um, you know, one that comes to mind too are dots or candied necklaces. Oh God, yeah, never, uh, never, never great. As a kid, though, you thought that was kind of cool, uh, and then you go back to it as an adult, and it's just really a, a very disappointing thing. It's a it's a terrible sweet tart, which in and of itself isn't a great candy to begin with. Hi, you're on WMAY. Hi, uh, there's a candy that I, I actually couldn't even find as an adult that I had as a kid. But remember the. Uh, I don't know if you guys may be too young, but the cigarette that you puffed. Oh, yeah. The, yep. They came in two varieties. There was actually candy, and then there were the, the cigarette gum. And that's the one where if you... Yeah, the gum. Yeah, if you had... Because it had all the sugar on it, and if you'd hit it just right, it looked like you were smoking. Yeah, you and walked what, around like a cigarette. <laughs> and you know what's funny about that is um, you can still find them at some, at the some novelty uh, candy shops, uh, and they're in the box, and they're still the same shape, and they're just called candy sticks. 
Even though the packaging, you know what it is, but it's yeah. a candy stick. So the packaging looks the same, and uh, you know they've just taken that they've taken that offensive word cigarettes off of there. But the thing is, look, a kid will pick up anything, a pen, a stick, uh, a fork, whatever, and put it in their mouth and go, "Hey, check me out. I'm smoking." They will. That's exactly what it is. And I love always when they have these euphemisms. Uh, it's the same thing when you go to Disney and there's a shot glass and they're like, no, 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 no. That is a toothpick holder. <laughs> Come on, Disney. That's exactly what it says when you pick it up on the bottom of it. It goes, toothpick holder. Who are you trying to fool? Hi, you're on WMAY. Hi. I don't remember the name of this, but it was a packet of sugar, essentially, and then there was a sugar stick. You stuck the... Fun dip. Fun dip? Yes. And by the way, okay, Fun yeah, dip is that also was a unique. I don't think I could go back to that. <laughs> and, uh, and on Gary Busey, I'm sorry to go backwards, but I was getting my makeup on, and that was a cri- critical time. Um, I think I would have just joined him in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely you a know, moment. Exactly. That would that's a selfie of all selfies right there. Indeed you do. <laughs> Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, fun dip is is still if you want instant diabetes, uh, you go straight to the fun dip. Yeah, and so you know the the thing the thing that's concerning about fruit stripes wasn't a very good gum, but the the company that owns fruit stripes owns some pretty awesome candies, um, including Fun Dip uh, and Pixie Sticks and uh, the the whole Black Forest gummy bear line. Oh my God! And, yeah, uh, Conversation Hearts, which will be very important here in the next few weeks. Let, um, let me ask you this, uh, Johnny, before we go to this call. How how long did it take you with Fun Dip to realize you could actually also eat the vessel for Fun Dip? Oh, the, the stick itself. Yeah, yeah, uh, and the stick the stick is better than the than the dip, it, right? It, it was it was it had like a vanilla coating to it, and I was like, yeah. it took like I threw so many of those away when I could have had that deliciousness. Hi, you're on WMAY. Uh, you remember the candy that increased your batting average? Oh, uh, um, Bigly Chew. Big League Chew, shredded bubble gum. Yep, I, I, to this day, when I played softball, I appreciate the phone call. I would always have some Big League Chew. Another it, opportunity for children to imitate using tobacco. <laughs> yes, exactly. That was Brilliant. it was socially acceptable. Like I got my pouch and I shove it in there. And I, but Big League Chew, I will say this: while I still love it, it went to too many flavors. They went, oh, yeah. They went cotton candy and watermelon and stru- Big League Chew just needs to be original. Or if you're feeling saucy, grape. I don't need any other flavor of Big League Chew. I wish they would have uh, expanded beyond tobacco and you know, like you know, kid versions of Tom Collins or uh, <laughs> you know, an old fashioned or something that they. <laughs> 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 and you can get drunk. You can be exactly like your dad, smoking and drinking alcohol. There's a great idea. Uh, copyright that. A new bar for kids, where, <laughs> where it's kitty cocktails and candy cigarettes. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson with you here on WMAY. It is WMAY, Mike Wimacher here locally, and Johnny Molson at the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast satellite studio out in California. By the way, yeah, by the way, new episodes dropping every Friday, so be listening.
Can you, can you stop saying dropping like you're a rap star or something? Because we're not, we don't really drop an episode. It's not a. Do we upload just, then? I don't know. It's just, it, it, well, there, there will be a new episode. I don't know what you're trying to prove by saying a new episode drops like people are. Like, you know, <laughs> like we're, 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 not, we're not an EDM duo. Like, just, blah, 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 dropping the beats. Just makes me uncomfortable when you say that. Okay, well, I will. Uh, we will not drop it like it's hot. Did new there will be there will be a new episode. Just say it like a human being. I don't know what you're. I don't know who you're trying to impress. You never know who could be listening, Johnny. Snoop Dogg <laughs> may be tuning into WMAY right now, and I want to pay my respects to the man with saying drops. Okay, new episodes available every Friday. Does that make you feel more comfortable? There, that, now you said it like a regular person. Okay, perfect, perfect. Now that you feel comfortable, I'm going to make everybody feel uncomfortable because it's a Friday, you want to feel good about yourself, but according to uh, the Consumer Electronics Show out there in Vegas, there's a new air eye, uh, AI mirror, I should say, debuting this week that promises to tell you when you'll die. How, how close to die are we talking here? Well, that's a good question. They say the, uh, the Anura Magic Mirror by Neurologics is a 21-and-a-half-inch vertical tablet with a mounted camera. It tracks over 100 health parameters by scanning blood flow under the surface of your face. Uh, the device promises to detect signs of everything from high blood pressure to fever symptoms to depression or mental health risk to 10-year stroke risk to facial skin age, but it can also warn you if it thinks you're about to die. So apparently, it is going to tell you right away, like, <laughs> to, if you don't go to the doctor now, you may not look at me in the morning. Can you imagine that? Yeah, you, you turn that thing on in the morning, and, and it just goes, uh-oh. <laughs> this is not good. Do you have your estate in order? Because if I, you don't... I'm sorry to be the one to have to tell you this. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the deadest one of all? <laughs> that would be you. Uh, one, <laughs> one telemedicine expert praised the device as ideal for clinics and elder care homes. Oh, I don't think that's ideal. That's the last right. thing you would want in the elder care home. You don't want to be like, hey, uh, I know we have a new client and where beds are full, but, but tell them we have a, uh, well, not a live one, but a dead one here soon so we can clean it up pretty quick and turn around it in two days. Yeah, they, they place it there in the community cafeteria and uh, oh. like six or seven people get up in front of it and he goes, <laughs> well, maybe four. I just, I don't know if I like this type of technology. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. Hi, you're on WMAY. You know, I got to tell you, I'm sorry, Johnny, but I also heard that people who eat Necco wafers die earlier. <laughs> Shut up! And Necco wafers, the people who make Necco wafers are the same ones who bring you the candy hearts and circus peanuts. She's, she, she has a great point. I appreciate the phone call. So, Johnny, you need to knock off those Necco wafers. The, you, you need to stop her. it. You need to stop it with all of that, Johnny. Thank you for the, the phone call. Those are a brilliant piece of candy. Uh, it, that's a little extreme. Talk like a normal person. You told me about <laughs> dropping. Talk like a normal person. Uh, I like Necco wafers. Shut up. <laughs> I like circus peanuts, so we're both in the same boat. Uh, but, yeah, I just, I, this, I understand what they're trying to do with this, uh, this AI mirror. But I don't know if I want to know when it's going to happen th in that close of proximity. I, I appreciate yeah. the heads up, but but even if it were to say, oh, yeah, mirror, mirror on the wall, you have four weeks to live. It's like, hey, what? I don't need that kind of information. No, I'm with you on that one. Uh, I, I mean, if, if see, that, that that's that's 
what I don't like is that it's saying, hey, you might be in some trouble right now. Go to the doctor. Okay. What I really would like is now in my present state to be able to look at it and say, hey, you got a good 38 years. Make the best of it. Yes. If it was more uplifting message, I would yeah. be more attuned to saying, okay, cool. Thank you, Magic Mirror on the Wall. Yeah, but somewhere around September of 2054, eh, start slowing down there because yeah. don't buy don't don't buy green bananas anymore. Um, the manufacturer hopes the device will get uh, people advance warning for the proactive medical attention they need, offering the device not just for homes but retailers, gyms, schools, retirement homes, and pharmacies. Do we really need it at gyms and schools? The retailers. Yeah. <laughs> so you see you're sitting there with a nice suit on or something and the and the, the mirror just shakes its head at you and says, You probably don't want that one right now. I, that's very true. I didn't think about that. Are they gonna be in the fitting room? Be like, Well, that dress looks great. Too bad uh, you're not gonna wear it. Any is the event within a week? Because you're dead yeah. if so. And I don't need a, mir a mirror to tell me I'm fat. I can look in a mirror and find out that I'm fat. I just need a, I need a regular old dumb old mirror to tell me that. Mm. I don't need a smart mirror telling me, hey, Chunky, lose a little bit of poundage. Hi, <laughs> hi you're on WMAY. Yeah, you know, but don't some of us really don't need a magic mirror or an AI mirror to tell us. Just look in a regular mirror going, yeah, that doesn't look good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need an AI to tell you you're about to die. Just look in a regular mirror naked, and you're like, yeah, that is a good. <laughs> yeah. You're right. That's what we just said. We appreciate the phone call. That spot shouldn't be there. Right, exactly. You kind of know. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I, if you look in the mirror, you don't need the mirror to then taunt you and be like, I know something you don't. Yo, you know what? No, you don't. I know because I see it. It's a mirror. I understand what's going on here. So it'll be interesting to see how many of these things they sell. The uh, a Neura Magic Mirror from Neurologic. And please don't put it in retailers or, or the <laughs> retirement homes. That's where it does not need to be. It is Mike Wimacher, Johnny Molson with you here on WMAY. <laughs> There we go. It's not like I haven't done this for years of my life. Turn the microphone on for people able to hear you. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson with you here on this Friday morning, January the 12th. Appreciate you spending some of your morning with us. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. And according to a real clear opinion research poll. God, there's, there's a lot of words there, isn't there, Johnny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so according to their, their poll... If you are an individual who believes in aliens, ghosts, or the devil, you are not alone because a majority of Americans believe in those things. All three at the same time? Uh, or just any, any of the above? Any of the above. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's a, I don't think it's a setup for a joke that you believe in of like, ah, oh, you're never going to believe a ghost, an alien, a devil walk into a bar. Um, <laughs> so what they said was, and it's interesting that the lowest of out of out of all those three, what do you think the lowest percentage of of people believe in? Out of aliens, ghosts, and the devil? I I, I bet it's I bet it's the devil. You would be incorrect. Oh, the okay. devil the gets the devil gets the most actually. Okay. Fifty-seven percent of uh, of those researched believe in aliens. Sixty-one percent believe in ghosts. And 70% say they believe in the devil. Boy, that's really interesting. That's almost, yeah, that's, that's exactly upside down from what I thought it would be. Because you can, you, can, you can logically explain aliens. There's probably other life out there, right? Correct. Yes, yes. Yeah. 
And well, it is that, you know, that's been in the news thus far so much as of late about Area 51 and opening up the tapes and everything else. You can, you know, there are, there's a scientific argument for ghosts. You know, energy is neither created nor destroyed. So something happens when we, you know, there, there might be something going, you know, right. maybe some sort of disturbance in the world. Uh, but the devil, it just, it, it's like a, you know, it's a funny little character that pops out of the ground in a cartoon or something with, you know, with a pitchfork. and Or, or is on someone's shoulder telling him to do the wrong thing as opposed to the right thing. 217-629-7970 is a phone number. Uh, I want to hear from you. Have you had an experience with any of those things to kind of have some backup to that a majority of Americans believe in any three uh, in any of them, to be honest with you? Hi, you're on WMAY. I would say you don't really need to believe that there's aliens. The government has told us that there are. But this coming from the guy who thought the waterback man was real because I heard him on the, the radio. So... I mean, it is what it is. Hey, don't spoil uh, it for people. But I'm surprised that if a lot of people believe in the devil, then is it does it go with what the song said? You know, I don't think there's a heaven, but I pray there ain't no hell. No, it, to be honest with you, when it comes to belief in heaven, that is even higher than belief in the devil. 85 well, that- 85%. Well, and that would make more more sense and, be honest, be even better. It can make people, well, that mirror makes people come to Jesus quicker, right? <laughs> That's it. Yes, that is a tool of the devil. We appreciate the phone call there from E.J. Irvy Jr. And, yes, as Johnny mentioned, don't ruin it for everyone. Keep the, keep right. the, uh, keep the belief alive like the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus. And, but nowhere on the, here's what I, where they, they, they go through all this different stuff. So people are believing in, you know, aliens at 57%. Ghosts in 61%, 70% the devil. But when it comes to witches, 54% say, no, they don't exist. Where, how, how, is, how is that where you, do you draw the line on that? Well, they haven't met my ex-wife. <laughs> Are you working that later on tonight at the comedy store in Los Angeles? Is that part of your new routine there, Don Rickles? Gonna go over there to <laughs> open mic night and see if see how that one lands. <laughs> use, use everybody's riches. Let me tell you about my ex-wife. You wouldn't <laughs> believe the amount of brooms she flew in on. I tell you what. <laughs> but I found that just an odd dichotomy of and and to your point, Johnny. There and to the caller's point, right there there are concrete facts that can kind of push you in the direction of the aliens and ghosts. and But the devil, like, you have the exorcist and, and that kind of movie and stuff. But then to be like, to draw the line at witches and also uh, inc- uh, reincarnation is another one that people drew the line at. Uh, I, mean, which- I am intrigued by the divide, though, of people who do say, yes, there absolutely is a heaven. And maybe maybe it maybe it changes with religion. I don't know um, that there is a heaven, but there isn't a devil. You, you think one yeah. one has to come with the other, right? I mean, that's what the good book says. That would you know what you're right upon that. Of it's interesting. There's a 15 percent difference between those who believe in heaven and those who believe in the devil. 70 yeah. percent in the devil, 85 percent in heaven. So you're right. You would think that would be. Uh, 50-50 kind of split there that both those numbers would be the same, but in fact they are not. And nowhere, what I have, I take umbrage with on this list as well, is nowhere is there asking if you believe in Sasquatch or El Chupacabra or any of those characters. 
Yeah, all the cool ones. Right, exactly. They, they don't. Why aren't they asking that question of whether you believe Bigfoot exists or not? Yeah. Because we've been on the lookout for him for many. Have you had any experience with any of, of the three that people believe in, a majority of Americans at all, Johnny? Aliens, ghosts, devil? The only um, the only unusual thing that's ever happened uh, to me was we did go to a cemetery that was supposedly notoriously haunted. Um, and there was something did play out that matched up with all of the stories of this cemetery that made me go, uh-oh, I didn't think that was going to happen. But it still didn't do enough to make you go want to watch Ghostbusters. What is this now? <laughs> I, I said it. you didn't want to go watch Ghostbusters after that? What is that, a, a, a musical? Uh, it's actually a, it's a movie. It stars, oh. it stars Bill Murray. Uh, it also has Dan Aykroyd in it, um, the late Harold Ramis, and our friend of the show, Ernie Hudson, was in it too. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Has this been out recently, or uh, there's a there's a new reboot of it that uh, brings Paul Rudd into the <laughs> equation, and there will be a new version, uh, another installment of that chapter uh, coming up in March. If you're so inclined, if you want to jump in uh, four episodes into the thing, you can do so in March. Look, I know, I know it exists, and I know it, and I'm sure I will enjoy it. I just haven't gotten around to it. I will. I just haven't yet. Now what I want to add that AI mirror to also be able to read what movies you haven't seen that you should have before you die, and then it pops up and says, well, now's the time to watch Ghostbusters because you don't have much more time left to do so. <laughs> this may well prove fascinating. Final moments of the program here on this Friday, January 12th. Mike Wimacher joined by Johnny Molson out in our Hollywood studios. Appreciate everyone tuning in, listening, calling today. It's been fun. Uh, we just talked about how majority of Americans believe in aliens. And one state has sent aliens a message, but I don't think it's a state that probably should be doing that. Um, a Kentucky City blasted an invitation to aliens possibly living in a star system 40 light years away. Do we want Kentucky to be the state that is our representative to an alien life form? Well, I don't know, but I guess when you say that, I'm trying to think, you know, where where I would want aliens to go, uh, and I'm having trouble. Not not that I not that I am disparaging any state. I'm just trying to think. Okay, if they if they can only go to one, which one would it be? Right. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy is a phone. Because we can pick apart flaws in in all of them, and we can very say, true. Oh, no, actually, you go to Kentucky. Uh, they they should sample some of the finest bourbon that we have in this country. Boom. And there's there's all kinds of reasons. And that and that's exactly what they did. The scientists in Lexington sent a coded infrared laser laser message to Trappist minus one, a star with at least seven exoplanets believed to be potentially hospitable to life. At about 235, I know you're a space nerd, so I, that's why I'm sharing the story too. Yeah, yeah, don't stop. Keep telling the story. Go. Yeah, go. <laughs> at about 235 trillion miles from Lexington and Earth, the message won't reach its destination for 38 years, 262 days, seven hours, nine minutes, and 42 seconds. The Roughly. The message, yeah, roughly. The message is a coded bitmap or simple pixel plotted image that contains information about Earth, including prime numbers, the periodic elements that are the building blocks for life in our corner of the universe. What are you doing sharing that secret with the alien race? Uh, along with renderings of humans and horses. But okay. here, here's where it goes. Also included in the message 
are the molecular, molecular structures for the elements of Lexington's favorite export, bourbon. And as, and as well of dopamine, too, because they said, quote, Lexington is fun. That's just what we need is a bunch of drunk driving aliens <laughs> flying around the solar system, smashing into Mars and stuff. Like, you know what? I was just about to say rear end Uranus, but I'm better than that. That's it. That, oh. that, 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 by the way, me and Johnny will be at the comedy store tonight with yeah. his which bit and my rear ending Uranus bit. <laughs> Work, working out the working out the class A material oh, yeah. out there in L.A. Um, they said the team also threw in a scene of rolling Kentucky hills. The message, visit Lexington, written out in plain English, and a recording of Lexington blues master T.D. Young wailing on his elect. All that was on this message that they sent well, into space. I tell you, though, as a fellow Illinoisan, I'm glad that Kentucky, I mean, yes, Lincoln was born there. And they always try to, you know, that they, they, they hang on to that a little bit. But it's like, you know what? He's ours. Shut up. Correct. Uh, but 217-629-7970, uh, you know, it's going to be a while we find, to, to find out whether or not the aliens get this. But I don't know if I want, to your point, you could pick apart every state. Yeah. But I don't know if I want Kentucky being the, the official ambassador for the human race. If and when the like, I don't know. As much as they're boring as all get out, at least they're boring. Iowa, like, there's nothing there. But I mean, at least they would be like the ambassador of like pretty vanilla. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know one of uh, several bellwether states here in the Midwest that uh, so you get a little bit of everything. Uh, could you imagine though if the aliens land like right around Derby time and they think women all have these really big heads <laughs> with with bills on them? That's a great point. If they 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 come, they miss. They they're like, oh, we missed it on the map. We're in Louisville, not Lexington, yeah. uh, and they're there for the Derby. You're right. They would think everyone walks around like that all the time. Man, this this planet is too fancy for us. We we got to get out of here. Yeah, we got to get the up hell. our game. You, you you probably don't want them to go. I don't know if I want the aliens landing in like Boston, Massachusetts, for instance, or or New York City, because I I, I don't think anyone would pay them any attention. Yeah, and they'll just get yelled at. Right. So you, you really don't want that to happen. I, I think you got to land somewhere in the Midwest. There's something to be said about Midwest nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's that's the thing. You know, so you think about like an Ohio or an Illinois, where you got yeah, you've got a you got major metropolitan cities, but you've also got farmland, you've got industrial places, so you get a little bit of everything. Right. You don't want them going to the to the extreme. So, uh, Kentucky, I appreciate what you're doing, but not only uh, are you not the best representative, but you may have just uh, led to a drunk driving alien thirty eight years in the future, and I, I yeah. just I can't condone that behavior. Hi, you're on you go, to- go ahead. Cancun or something. But yeah, don't. yeah, exactly. In the Midwest, I, I mean, just, just think about where all the news reporters come from. The the, the great orators of the of America comes out of the Midwest because you can mm-hmm. understand us. We we don't we don't have accents. Yep. We, yeah. we speak clearly. Yeah. And you know we're gen- we're generally nice people. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I I would I would not want them to come to Illinois though. No, Indiana, Iowa. What Indiana? Come on, Indiana over Illinois. Get out of here. I don't yep. want. To, I don't want them to have any part of Indiana. Iowa, I'm okay oh with, but Indiana, God. no, thank if, you. If they would land in Illinois, they would end up in a in in a uh, 
a, a camp up in uh, Chicago waiting to get processed. Oh, there it was. Also working his material at the comedy <laughs> store tonight. Look for the triple headliner of the aliens are going to be up there in Chicago to camp and rear-ending Uranus and ending up with my wife is a witch. It's all tonight at the comedy store. Split the difference, and we'll call it Michigan. Just, uh, All right, it, perfect. Not, yeah. You know what? Minnesota. They can go there. At Minnesota people are nice, and it's close enough to Canada where everyone's nice as well. Johnny, appreciate you uh, joining us today. Uh, any fun California stories or L.A. stories uh, that you had maybe interacting with people on the street out there? Yeah, I mean, uh, as, as you expect, it's it's weird. California is just weird. I think I think everyone knows that, uh, and so it's gonna. There's always gonna be characters around there. So I'm 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 walking on the sidewalk uh, yesterday, and I hear I hear someone coming up behind me, and they're coming fast. Okay. Um, and cause I can just hear footsteps, and so I I move to the right a little bit to give them give them the rest of the sidewalk, and. Uh, before I can turn around and see who's approaching, I just hear this little voice go, hi. Okay, hello. And, and I turn around, and this this woman is kind of right at my shoulder, and I just kind of give a, hey. Um, and she says, I'm going to the dentist. And <laughs> Okay. <I'm> like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's your response to that? Awesome. Way to take care of your oral health. Um, and, and so I, you know, nothing. And she said, I'm really scared. And I said, oh, yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> Such a calming human you are there, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she says, yeah, I'm just, I'm really, I'm really freaking out about this. I haven't been to the dentist in six years. Um, oh, she was a I'm nervous like, talker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. You know, I don't know what I, I was like. Uh, uh, you know, it's come a long way in six years. I don't know what the hell. I'm <laughs> yeah, the, the dent, the dent, the dentist of 2018. They, oh, those yeah. are the those are the dark ages. But 2024, I'll tell you what, you picked the right year for dentistry. And so yeah, she keeps saying uh, she keeps saying that she's you know she's freaking out and uh, I'm really nervous about it and uh, I hope it'll be okay. And I said yeah yeah you'll be you'll you'll be fine. And she says. Do you go to the dentist regularly? <laughs> and again, remember, we're just walking down the sidewalk together. Um, and I said, yeah, I do. I'm, you know, I'm a civilized human being. And uh, she goes, oh, that's really smart. I should probably do that. And, and okay. now, now I kind of feel weird because I, I legitimately have to turn and, and you know, leave go her. Where you, yeah. Um, and, and I and I don't want to necessarily. On one hand, I don't want to send the signal of like I'm bailing on you here uh, in your time of need. Uh, but I, I genuinely need to make a turn here, uh, and so I, I I turn and she and she's already ahead of me and doesn't realize that I've turned. Oh no! And so I'm partially across the street and I just hear. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh. Good luck at the dentist, yeah. weirdo. Yeah, have fun. Hope those gums don't bleed too much. Mm -hmm.